Shabbos Daf Kuchav Gimel. We're starting the second line on top of the Amid. We'll start with Aktama based on the Mishnah that we learned yesterday on Kuchav Beis on Beis that said Neitel Adam Kornos Lefatzeya Beis Agaizim. A person could take a hammer and use it to crack open nuts. The Gemara had a machlekes between Rabbi Huda Damari and Rabba. Rabbi Huda held that the Mishnah is specifically referring to a nut hammer, so it's a klishim lachtel heta and it's mutter to use on Shabbos. But it would be a blacksmith hammer, which is primarily used for issa, and therefore it's a klishim lachtel issa. Then you couldn't move it on Shabbos. Not l'tzerf kufa, meaning for a malach of hetal, I want to use it for a malach of hetal, like cracking nuts, and surely not l'tzerf mekaymai, and if I want to move it in order to now have space to put another item there, you wouldn't be able to move for that either. Rab, however, learned that Amishnah was even allowing you to use a blacksmith's hammer, even though it's a klishim lachtel issa, and it's muttered with metatel, if it's a l'tzerf kufai, although Rab wouldn't allow you to move it, l'tzerf mekaymai, and we continue with the Gemara, esve abayil rabba, abay esk, on the shittas rabba, maducha, so we have a bracelet that says, if you had a mortar, which was a clea that was used in order to chop up salmonim, to chop up spices, and that would be a issa of taichin, therefore it's a klisha malachter issa. However, if you have garlic in it, which is generally something that you crush in it, now you're storing the crushed up garlic in there, then you can be metatal issa, you're allowed to move the kli, agav, the garlic that's in it. That would be a permissible use. So for example, you have a klisha malachter issa, if you have something that's stored in there that is something of heta, you're allowed to move that. However, in lab, if there's no Garlic in the air, and you just want to move the mortar for its own use. Aim at top point and say, Now move it no matter what, not Lutzerch Gufai and not Lutzerch Bekaimai. So, how can you rather say that Klishim Lachtalissa or Davishim Lachtalissa Lutzerch Gufai is mutter? You see here, it's not mutter for any use. Amalei, Hamani Rabbi Nechemi. Rabbi responds that this price is going like the Shittas Rabbi Nechemi. The Amad that Rabbi Nechemi holds, ain't Klinitel El Tzerch Tashmitri, that a Kli can never be used except for the Tzerch Tashmitri, except for its specific use. So, even a Klishim Lachtalissa, you only can use it for the actual usage that that Kli is used and not even for another. He's very machmer on the chumra of muksa. We, meaning, we have machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon if we have the concept of muksa or not. Like we know, Rabbi Yehuda is le muksa, Rabbi Shimon less le muksa. Now, Rabbi Shimon, of course, is less le muksa. Doesn't mean he doesn't hold a muksa at all. It means he has a more kaldik shita than Rabbi Yehuda on muksa. Rabbi Nechanya has even a more chamadik shita than Rabbi Yehuda, and he holds that a kli is not nital el and serif tashmishay. So, Dr. Mori Eisve will ask another kasha on Rabbi. Beisham. This din has nothing really to do with the Gemara, but the point is that there's dispensation that let you use the Eli, which is the pestle, the thing that crushes up the items that are in the mortar, that piece you're allowed to use in order to chop bus on it, using it as a chopping board. Now, Beishame holds, you now use it at all in order even to chop a bus on Yatim, even though there's Simchas Yatim involved, because it's a Klishim Lachlis. So Beishil says it's more to do that for Tzarech Yatim. We gave you a dispensation to use a klishim lachtalisa. However, Vishavin, both Beisham and Beisel agree, Shim Katsavla once you do cut up the basa on that piece on the pestle, that you now move it anymore means that it's a klishim lachtalisa, and therefore you now move the tzarech kufai or the tzarech mekaymai. And this is against Rabbi, the Rabbi held that when you have a klishim lachtalisa, it's mutal tzarech kufai, even though not tzarech mekaymai. So the Gemara once again wants to answer the same terrors. We could say this b'risa is going like Rav Nechemia. But Kivin, the Shamal Hadar Rav Nechemia, Basham, and Meshbedi Rav, Hakomai, the Mesichi Zayu, Missouri, the Kivin, the Kapalam, Yachlu Makam, that there are certain tools that Rav holds. For example, Rashi says either they were dyeing equipment 
or equipment that we use for weaving. And Tyson points out that was equipment that we use at, for the launderers that used to do laundry, that these professionals wouldn't allow these tools to be used for anything else except for their main purpose because they were concerned that they could bend or become misshapen and therefore they wouldn't be able to use for their main purpose and it would be a tremendous loss to them. And therefore this type of klisha, malach talisa, is something that the balabayas completely puts it away on, on Arab Shabbos and doesn't have any intent to use it for anything that comes up and therefore it's going to be no matter what. In these cases also by the maducha and the Eli, by the mortar and the pestle, they are things that are muksa machmas chasarankis and therefore there wouldn't be a question on Rabbah, not the first question on Abayah from the maducha in the Eshba Shum and also not from the case because we're talking about a case of muksa machmas chasarankis and that's why it's also both Lutzerach Kufay and Lutzerach B'Kaymai. However, it would be just something that's a Dabba Shemach Lissa, then Lefi Rabba, it would be Mutter Lutzerach Kufay. The Gemara continues. We had two ways to learn our Mishnah when it said Kurnish Shal Geizim. Rabbi Yudah said it's talking about a Kurnish of a Geizim, and Rabba said it's a Kurnish of a blacksmith that uses it for a Geizim, and like we explained, that Rabba holds that a Klisham Lachta Lissa is Mutter Lutzerach Kufay. So now the Gemara continues with that theme and says, Itnar, Abchir, by Abraham, Rabbi Echron, Kurnish Shal Zahav Mishinu. We were even talking about a hammer of a goldsmith. Rabbi Yechelen is agreeing to Rabbi Shita that we're talking about a cornice of a blacksmith, but even if it would be of a goldsmith, where the standard hammer by a goldsmith is used to flatten out pieces and sheets of gold and make them smooth, and therefore he's more sensitive about it, and maybe he'd be more particular about what uses he uses for, and maybe we'd say, now I use it, it would almost be like because he's not going to use it for any other purpose. He says, no, the hammer of a goldsmith, we can use for other purposes because at some point if it does get sharp and it might break the gold or might not work to make the gold flat, you just bang it against the anvil and that would actually smooth out this hammer and therefore he wouldn't be mocked on that and that would also be mutter. That our Mishnah is referring to even the hammer of a person who makes besamim where they used to crush up besamim. So says, The one that says that besamim we say that it's mutter for sure the Corners of Zahavim would also be would be Moto. However, maybe Rabbi would argue and Rabbi Yechim would argue on the man that says Bissamim, because by Bissamim, that's something that even more Makhbidan, that would almost be something that's Muxmachas kiss. Because if you use the hammer of that's usually used for Bissamim, use it for something else, it may become disgusting and you wouldn't use it for a food product afterwards, and therefore that would be considered completely also on Shabbos, both Lutzerah Kufa and Lutzerah the Mishnah said that's a kaishvesakaka, which words either a pin or some sort of small toothpick that you could use to stick into fruits in order to eat it. For example, like Rashi said, to put into strawberries. Now we know you're not allowed to move muksa with your hands. If you want to move it with your feet, that's a whole different question. But with your hands, you're not allowed to move it. But now the Gemara is going to get into the question of something called tiltum and If I'm moving something with my hands, but because of that, I'm also moving the muksa item, is that going to be also or not? So the Gemara starts off, Tanra Abadam, we learned in the Braisa. Paga Shetanah B'tavim, if you have an unripened fig that you put into and buried it into straw and it's before Shabbos and you did that in order for it to ripen it's again, it's already picked off of the tree and therefore there's no problem of kaitzah but now there may be a problem of moving it from the straw because straw is generally used to make cement and therefore it's considered 
muksa. So bacharor shetanu begacholim, or you had a cake or a challah that you put into the coals before Shabbos in order for it to cook, and now it already died down there, but there's no more coals anymore. There's no problem of potentially being mechaba, but now there's a problem of muksa. So im megula mixasa mutul tafla. If part of this fig or the cake is still open and exposed, and therefore you can move it, you're allowed to move it. But lav also tafla you're not allowed to move it anymore. You're allowed to still, even if it's not completely exposed, no part of it can you see. You're allowed to take some sort of a pin and push it through and grab it with that thing. And then all those things, the straw or the coal, will fall off it by himself, and therefore it won't be a problem because it's only tilted on So you see from this price, so the day holds tilted on the side and the Tanakama holds tilted on the side is going to be also. So Ramnachman says, Allah follows Rabbi which means that we hold Tiltam Hatzad is going to be Mutta. The Gemara says, the name of the server of Nachman, it comes after Rabbi Nachman holds Tiltam Hatzad and Lishmi Tiltal, it's not considered Tiltal, and therefore it's Mutta. The Omer of Nachman, Rabbi Nachman himself said that high Pugla, if you have a radish that already was pulled off and therefore there's no problem with Kreitzer, but now you put it into the ground in order, again, to keep its freshness, but you're pulling it out, if you're pulling it out and it's right side up, like we know a radish, at the top it's thicker and at the bottom it's thinner, and therefore when you're pulling it out of the ground, you're not moving any of the dirt. It's not even tiltamatzad, and therefore it's muto. However, if it's upside down and the bottom of the radish is on top, and the top of the radish is on the bottom, and therefore when you're pulling it out, you're actually going to move the dirt, therefore it's going to be also because the chayr tiltamatzad, that's also. And what he went against that halacha that he said, benigate a radish, and he holds that tiltamatzad is muto because loish may tiltal, and we continue tomorrow. We said that you'll have to take a small needle that you could use with your hand in order to take out a splinter. So Zakmar Sashokli Rabba Braid Rabba Rabba Yasif, Rabba the son of Rabba, not the regular Rabba, but a different Rabba, the son of Rabba, says to Rabbi Yasif, Lamdain Rabbeinu, how Rabbi should teach us, Machashit Kharara Ayuksumao. If someone has a needle that the eye of the needle now is removed, or the point of the needle is no longer there, would you be able to move it to the Talta, like Rash says? Me bottle terrors cleaning oily. Is it bottle that doesn't have a dim clean and therefore would be muksa, or it would still be able to be used to take out a splinter, for example, Amlei, he responds to Nisu, we learned in our Mishnah, Machat shal yad, lethal sakaitz, v'chimach b'slei l'kaitz, b'nei kuva, b'nei sh'nei kuva, who cares for a splinter if it has the hole, if it has the iron needle or not, and therefore, it's been muttered to use such a needle. Now, it seems from the Gemara that the Gemara is only responding to the case where the iron needle was missing, however, if the point of the needle was missing, then l'chariah does make a difference for a splinter, and l'chariah, that may cause that it wouldn't be a clear anymore, and that may be muksa, the Gemara doesn't exactly refer to that case. The Gemara is, We know, but if you have a needle that doesn't have the eye or the point, then it becomes tar. Either, number one, that's not clean, it can't become tar, and even if it was tummy at some point, now it would lose its tumor because once a kli isn't a kli, it takes away the status of tumor. So, it should be the same thing, but the Shabbos, there's a difference, tumor and Shabbos, you ask me from tumor and Shabbos, tumor has a special thing that kli like Rashi says, it's intriguing, that this is made for, that has to still be its main usage. Otherwise, it loses its tires clean. However, Lini Shabbos, meaning the Chazbin, and Shabbos is a question of Tiltal, what could you use? It's something that you have a purpose for. Since it's something that you could use still in order to take the splinter out, therefore, it would still have a purpose and it would not be Muksa. Rav does say that Lachayr is a good question. Why? Since Binagayatumah, it's not a clean. Lini Shabbos, Nami, Lab Manu. So, Gemara, yes, and Rav, Mesu, we have a bright 
Kuva. If you have a needle that has a eye, or if it doesn't have an eye, it's multiple tatlum shabbos. You're allowed to use it on shabbos. For Kuva, The only time we made a differential if it has the eye of the needle or not is by itself. So you see over here that there is a difference between tuma and shabbos. How could Rava say there's no difference between tuma and shabbos? We're talking about in that b'risa when it's a form. The form was already in the middle of the process of being manufactured, and they didn't insert the eye into the needle at that point. Therefore, b'negei a kli, it's not considered kli, and therefore there's no tum on it. However, b'negei a shabbos zimn in the middle Sometimes you'll say, "Hey, this is something I need to use because I need to take out a splinter, and I don't care if it has an eye in the needle or not." And therefore, it's considered a kli b'negei a shabbos. I will hechel the nitel charara but if it's a case where originally it had an eye of a needle and now it was taken off or the point that was originally on it now was taken off that's where Rubber says there's no difference between Shabbos and Tumah just like B'nai Gea Tumah it's not a Kli also B'nai Gea Shabbos it's not going to be a Kli and it's considered Muksa because Adam Zarkal Abeg Rutais in that case since it's already broken therefore a person will throw it into his scrap metal and he won't be considered a Kli both B'nai Gea Tumah and B'nai Gea Shabbos the Gemara continues Asubi Inuka Rab Nachman Asur Shari during childbirth many times the Avarim of the child would be dislocated, and therefore they used to wrap the tinak in something in order to straighten its limbs out. Now, Rav Nachman says it's us to do it on Shabbos because Rash says the Dumbledore's Misaka looks like Tikkun and it's Xerid Rabbonon in order that it shouldn't look like Tikkun or Makarapatish. However, Rav Shesh says it's Muto, and there's no problem with Tikkun So Rav Nachman, from where do I know that it's us? At the time we learned in the Mishnah, in Oisin Apiktoisin Bishabbos, and we turn to Kufkov Gimoma Beis, there used to be a process where people used to drink some sort of a potion that would make them throw up. And Rash says it wasn't done Lerfua, which that would be also because of Shrikas Armanim and Rabbanan, but it was done Laharikas Meir to empty out the stomach. Can I mean Since there's no Xerah of Shrikas Armanim, that's not Rafua. Also, Mishim Misaka Gavra must be that that Mishnah was an Issa because of Tikkun Gavra. And they did it because almost like a bulimic effect in order to be able to eat more. But Rashesha says, Hasim Lav Oche, Hacha Oche. The difference between that Mishnah and our Gemara of wrapping the child is our Gemara of wrapping the child. That's normal to do for the child. And therefore, Rashi says, Vareo Kemishim Acheloi Umashkeo. It's as if you're giving it to the child to eat and drink. That's to keep it alive. Therefore, that's not a problem of Tikkun Gavra. But over there, since it's not normal to do it, therefore, even Rashesha would agree we would be asked it because of Tikkun Gavra. Rashesha, from where do I know that when something's normal, that's not considered Tikkun Gavra. We learned in our Mishnah, you'll use the needle in order to take out a splinter. And that's something normal. And it's not considered refuah, again, because there's no it's not similar to something where you're crushing up salmonim. And we say it's mutter, and we don't say it's also because of tikkun gavra. Nachman, he explains, he says that by the case of the splinter, there it's embedded in the person, but it's not actually an item that's part of the person. Like Rashi says, and this Haitzah can't be considered a Tikkun Gavra, but by the case of the wrapping of the child in order to straighten out its limbs, Rashi says, since it's part and parcel of the child, therefore by putting it back together and making sure it's not dislocated, that is more of a similar case to the way you do for a Kli, and therefore we're going to Tikkun Gavra or to Tikkun Mana. The mission continues, it used to be that when they picked the olives and they were getting it ready for the olive press, they would first 
put into vats and let it soften in there. And then once it would be ready for the press, they would actually take it to the presses. Now to use this cane or this empty rod or hollow rod in order to stir them and in order to check on the olives. So if it has this knot at its top, at its tip, then it's mekabotum. But if not, it's not mekabotum. And that's not negated to our Gemara of Shabbos. But beikach or beikach nitum Shabbos. Either way, it's nitum Shabbos because it's a klishim lachta and therefore it would be mutter to use this on Shabbos. Fret Gemara, Amai, why do we say that mekabotum at all? Pshut kliyetsu. This is a pshut kliyetsu. Or pshut kliyetsu. Any mekabotum in my time and do mesakbinon. We know that something to be mekabotum or something to retain it has to have a toich. It has to have something where you can put something inside it. And therefore, plain, straight pieces of wood can't be macabre to And this rod or this cane is something similar which the creates and how can it be Mechavah Tumah even if it has a Kesha the Gemara answers Tana Mishmed Rav Nechemya B'Shah Shemahav since it has this Kesha on it inside the Kesha was hollow and therefore oil would actually get inside that and after mixing up the olives they would actually pick it up and look into the hollow of the cane and check on that oil that was there if it was ready to go into the olive press and therefore it was actually something that had a Teich and therefore it's Mechavah Tumah Rabbi comes to teach us that I hold that there's a din of muksum machmas chasar and kiss, and therefore those kalim can't be used at all. However, a klishim lachtai leheta could be used for many things, and even klishim lachtai so could be used, for example, in Sarah Kufal and Sarah Makaymai, they could be used, not necessarily for everything, but a mesa gadol and a yesel shemachreisha can't be used at all. Now, what are those things? A mesa gadol was some sort of a large saw, like Rash said, that it was used. Used to cut up boards or beams, and the Yeshua Shemachresha who cleaved Godel Ha'asur Kisakin that was made like a knife or like a sword. Shabai Eisel Charit shall tell him Amada that that's the way it made the holes while they were plowing. So it was something that went on the bottom of the plow in order to cut open the ground. Now those things are very delicate, and therefore it's something that he's not going to use except for those things that are going to put away. And Miachlan Mokum Rashi Lechazul Mulach Acheres he doesn't have kavon on them ever to use them for something else because otherwise they could get ruined. Now, Rav Yosef, again, doesn't mean alone. He means anything similar to those things which are a Rashi explained, the launderers had a clean chayshis, a copper keli that was made like a sieve that had many holes. And they would pour the water and that would strain out the water. They would cook up some spices underneath the clothing in order for the clothing to smell fresh and therefore these types of kalim that were used by the laundress are muksum machmas chesar and kiss that the tanner's knife or a butcher's knife or a carpenter's axe is also similar to the Yasser Shomachresha, which has a dinner that's Muxa Machmas Chasarankis, and all these things are also because it's Muxa Machmas Chasarankis. Originally, during the time of Nechemim ben Chachali, like we'll see in the Gemara later on, they said there are only three Kalim that they were able to use on Shabbos. Everything else they made Muxa because people weren't being careful with Isurim Shabbos, and therefore they said you now use any Kalim. 
You will add a move, the knife used for cutting a cake of pressed figs, and the ladle used for skimming the foam off a pot, or a small knife that was used on a table. But then, Hiru, they made more terim, and they made more terim again, and there was a third time that they made a terim, which we'll say in the Gemara what that means. Until they said at some point, like Rabbi Yassi said on Mishnah. The Gemara asks, Mayatiru Bechazbatiru Bechazbatiru. What were these stages? Amabaya, originally they said only three Kalim could be moved, but then, Hitiru Dava Shemalachtalaheta, Litzayah Kufai. First they were said that anything that's a Kli, that's Malachtalaheta, you'll let it use Litzayah Kufai for anything that's Mutta. But Bechazbatiru, that even the Dava Shemalachtalaheta, Litzayah Kufai, if you want to move it, you'll let it move it as well. Bechazbatiru, then they said, Dava Shemalachtalaheta, Litzayah Kufai in. However, you were never allowed to use a klisha malachtal issa for letzarech mekaymai. They said that only something you could use with one hand, since it's lighter, therefore it's something that's movable, you could use that. But something that's used with two hands, you're not allowed to move that. That's something that's designated to stay in the spot, and therefore that would be more of a muksa item. Until they said, that was the last hatta. Amalei Rava, Rava responded to Abayi Mechta Hetiruktani. The Brisa said that they were matter Malin Tzarechuv and Malin Who gives you the right to decide that the first heta was only the Davish and Malachta Leheta Letzarechuv and not Letzarech Mekaymei? It should be both together. Elam Rava, this is how it works. Hetiru Davish and Malachta Leheta Bein Letzarechuv Bein Letzarech Mekaymei. They didn't make a differentiation between Letzarechuv and Letzarech Mekaymei by Davish and Malachta Leheta. The Chazvet here, and then the second Takana was that they were matter when things got better and people were keeping Shabbos better, they said, even Mechamel itself, you'll have to even move it, not but even if you want to move the item in order to protect it and move it from the sun into shade, you'll have to do that also. It doesn't make a difference how large the item is. You can use one person, you can use two people, you can even have ten people. As long as it's something that's mutter to move, you'll have to move it and there's no problem of muksa. Esri Abaya, Abaya is a question. We had a brisa before, Maducha, Mish Bashum, Metatla, so you let him move Maducha, a mortar, if there was garlic inside, but Vimlav, a Metatla, I saw. Abaya is asking on Rava, that Bishleim, according to me, that I hold that a Klisha Machtalissa could only be moved with Tzarek Kufa, but not with Tzarek Bekaima. So you could say, when it says in this brisa, Maducha, Imlav, a Metatla, I saw, it means you can't move it with Tzarek Bekaima, but with Tzarek Kufa, you can. But according to you, that you say that a Klisha you can move Litzarach Kufa and Litzarach Bukhaima. What does it mean, Eim Litzarach Bukhaima? So, the according to Rav, you can answer, Mecham Litzel. When you want to move it from Chamel Litzel, that Rav himself said that that would be also. Eisfer, by yes, another question to Rav. We learned before, Vishavin Shim Katzvla Basa, Shasl Tapai, that even though Basil and Beshami are arguing, if you're allowed to use a pestle in order to use it as a cutting board for Basa, on Yantav, because maybe for Simchas Yantav, we didn't ask you, but however, everyone agrees that once you cut it, even Basil says, you're not allowed to move it anymore. But if you rub a lechayra, you should be able to move the tzarich b'kaimai. The more answers, hachanami mechamel itself. It only means that you also move it from chamel itself. But but ain't a chanami lefi rava. You're able to move a klishim lachmal isa both the tzarich kufai and the tzarich b'kaimai. We'll stop over here.